Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome back to the Ohioan. Um, okay, I hate saying this because you guys who know Brandon very well might be saying, man, why is he talking about the Columbus crew? Is he sucking up to Brandon? I'm not because this is this was the story yesterday, aside from, you know, the health order story we talked about earlier with Mike DeWine. But, you know, the Columbus crew is continuing to move forward. And, Brandon, you're a season ticket holder, and they announced yesterday – the new cruise stadium will open July 3rd against New England. It's Revolution, right? No, New England Revolution, yeah. There we go. 5 fun p.m. Fact, fun fact, New England Revolution is the only one that still has its original MLS logo from when it was founded in 1996 wow. or 94. <laughs> Whoa. And if you can't get there in person, the game's actually going to be on ESPN. It's a 5 p.m. start, so I'm not sure if they're going to have fireworks or, or not, but... It's going to be interesting. Might. Yeah, I mean, they should move the game back an hour or two, so we got better fireworks. But, yeah, we'll see. It should be interesting. Uh, $313.9 million stadium. Uh, it's located west of the arena district. Haven't been driving out that much. Um, I, I saw we had some pictures at the dispatch. Looks like things are progressing well. Uh, Brandon, you live out more toward the area. How How's it look? Yeah, it looks like it's coming along. Uh, and every time I drive by on the on six seventy or or um, maybe even from like uh, three fifteen, it's like um, you can kind of see it, and it's uh, looking looking like it's great coming along. Um, um, I think they're working more on the inside stadium part right now, and uh, it's starting to come together. Um, and I'm just uh, excited to see it come open. I just hope that. We'll be able to all a lot of a season ticket members will be able to get to be part of that moment. Yeah, April fifteenth is the opening of MLS, and there's well at least that's the first game at at the old Crew Stadium. Um, they're saying eighteen percent capacity, uh, which is thirty six hundred people, and uh, they're going to try to go to thirty percent from what I'm reading once they get to the new Crew Stadium. And I got me. I'm a casual soccer fan. I, I know Craig's not a big soccer fan, but it's hey, it's fun. You got a new stadium. Um, the the old Crew Stadium was innovative. It was the first soccer only stadium in America, but you know, kind of needed an upgrade. And man, what upgrade they have planned! It looks really futuristic compared to what they had in the past. So uh, it should be good. I'm Craig. You're not a soccer fan, but what do you think about a new stadium in Ohio? Kind of, kind of neat. And um, Cincinnati has a new one going up. I can't remember. Let me look up while you answer this. Uh, they're opening up, I think, around the same time. 
Um, you think it's going to help Columbus have a new sports team down there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm, I I do watch soccer, um, not not as much as I used to, but uh, certainly always tune in for the World Cup, and I'll try to catch a few MLS games uh, a month or at least, and uh, try to watch MLS Cup. Obviously, with Columbus, uh, I watched them last year, but uh, you know, I think it I think it'll be a great you know, nice little hidden gem down, you know, down in Columbus again. Obviously, I've driven past the, the old stadium, and I never really thought of it as being, like, sort of out of the way. But when you look at how, you know, new facilities are in sports, it's always how close can you get to the downtown districts or how close can you get to, you know, areas where people are going to really be able to attend the games. And I think that's kind of what this this plan was. And I think the same thing for you know, FC Cincinnati as well, trying to get some more, you know, interest to the new facility. You know, that's that's a lot of what sports have become now. You're in an arms race for who can have the best facilities, who can attract the best free agents or the best coaches or the best, you know, management teams. And, you know, having a new stadium is, is certainly going to help that. And I think for, you know, for the crew, I think it's going to allow them to solidify their place in Columbus. There's no more, are they going to be here? Are they going to move? Obviously, the Haslam's kind of you know, call that fire. But, you know, I think everybody now knows where they're going to be. And, and I think you can really start to see, you're probably going to start to see fans, you know, flock to their games and, and, you know, even more so now because of it. Brandon, the fan section at the new cruise stadium, didn't you say there were benches there? Then at the old facility, there were benches, uh, you know, bleacher seating, kind of like that deal. But the new one, I think it's what, they call it safe standing or seating or something like that. I guess it's just meaning you 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 stand. There's not really a, a place a standing. It's all standing sections or or um, where uh, to watch the games. So because um, normally supporters just uh, in, that, in the support section um, they stand and they cheer and they chant. Um, I usually kind of bring my wife and she just likes to sit, but um, that's okay. She, I'm sure she'll make do if we we ever do get to go to the games, but. Um, but um, or she might just uh, fight against the resistance, uh, fight against the conformity and sit on the ground. <laughs> I don't know. Will be an interesting experiment. But um, yeah, thirty three hundred people in the supporter section. It's an expen- exponential increase from what I think the current Nordeca in the old stadium has. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm looking at FC Cincinnati just comparing ticket prices. A little less expensive, uh, but the same idea. They're I think they call it the Bailey down there. Um, it's nineteen bucks um, for their section, but it's you stand the whole time too. Um, they have t- price points at twenty three, twenty five, thirty two, thirty five, forty four, and forty nine. And I am looking at the first date up there too. So I, I mean, I don't know it should be interesting. Uh, my hope, and again, it's going to be hard to tell the first year because it's limited seating with uh, COVID. But I'm hoping Columbus supports it. Um, you know, I'm glad to see the passion that they showed uh, to keep these the team inside Columbus instead of moving to Austin. Uh, a little disappointed sometimes at the lack of attendance, and hopefully that improves. But, you know, Columbus has got a lot of good things going for it. You know, they won the league last year, so hopefully that kind of continues, and hopefully more people come to the games. Um, are, are you feeling – Optimistic, Brandon. I mean, I know this year is going to be kind of a watch with COVID, but uh, you think there'll be more people coming? I think, uh, I think so. I think there's potential for it. Um, I think, um, 
you know, there are a couple, couple um, uncertainties, though, I will say that I think that that, uh, you know, the, before pa- the pandemic, we had, you know, this, this MLS had this thought of getting stadiums more in the downtown uh, urban core because that's downtowns were starting to re- like, you know, become really good um, places for young millennials to live, work and play. Um, I don't know. And now that COVID's kind of hit and kind of kind of nullified about all the perks of downtown, I'm not sure what's going to what's the long term effect going to be. Uh, so that's always an uncertainty there. I will say though that the Crew Stadium, I, I hope that accessibility is a lot more improved uh, than it was at the at the fairgrounds because while I think that location on paper looked like it was it was a good spot, you know, for the old stadium to um, to uh, you know in terms of it was near the highway and stuff. I mean, it's because of the layout and the and the restrictions that come with getting close to the fairgrounds. Um, that it made it such a pain to get to the stadium. I remember when I went to a U.S. Women's National Team friendly. Um, the the this was when the that 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 it was this was when, you know, that stadium was going to sell out and it was going to be it was going to be um, insane. Uh, I don't know if they if usually the t- I think the normal crew team does a good job of traffic control, but for whatever reason that night it was it was it was uh, not disastrous, but it was just like whoa, what is going on? Because it was still a long line, and um, you know a team player, uh, the, the mother of Rose Lavelle, uh, who played on the women's national team, she was still in still stuck in traffic. She's like, that's it, I'm walking. She got my <laughs> her car to walk. I mean. That's what it would look like if the crew's um, original stadium, if it was like always bringing in an attendance on fire. And I think that's partly why um, attendance probably isn't always great because maybe if there was a sellout game, traffic wouldn't be as ben- uh, ben- uh, it wouldn't be as great or getting to the stadium. Um, so I just I just don't think the I think the team has outgrown that location. I think just the way it's laid out and the restrictions in place and the fairgrounds folks didn't really weren't really letting up on how to make it easier for people to get to that state old stadium. So to answer your question, um, you know, I think um, I I'm hopeful and I think um, it will be, it'll be depend on um, over the next few years, how, how downtown as a business center uh, um, picks up after the pandemic. Well, it looks like even if they got a full crowd, you can at least park around the stadium. It's not like you have to park downtown walk, right? I mean, is there going to be enough parking around the stadium, or do you have to park different? Places? I think they have some parking. I think, but I think you're they're relying on downtown parking, um, and you're going to have to. Well, I mean, you know, you're you're walking like I'm sure the walk is going to be shorter than the one you and I took to the to the to the old stadium. Like that, I that question. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> but it's no different yeah. than people parking. Uh, downtown and walking a little bit to get to red wide and boom events. So I think, um, you know, there's probably parking within five, 10 minute, 15 minute intervals. So, um, that's just, um, that's my take. I'm more interested in, and for me, it's not really getting there. It's, it's the exit strategy. You know, you just want to, you know, want to get to your car and get out before you're stuck in traffic on the way home. So that's the most, that's more important. So in my opinion, Craig Graham be out to listen. I wonder what we're talking about. Um, you know, Brent and I took a podcast trip to a soccer game, boy, two years ago now. Time's flown, right? 
And, um, yeah, just a huge brainstorm where, and, you know, brand one saved money, which I'm good with. I'm good with saving money. So we parked, what was it, like a half mile, three quarters of a mile away. And it wasn't bad when there was no rain. But, man, Craig, uh, the heavens, I mean, it was Noah's Ark. I really thought we were going to see Noah's Ark that night. And the walk back, it wasn't just a lot of rain. It was freezing rain. I, I kind of felt like yeah. snow a little bit. It was, it was wild. And, yeah, it wasn't much fun. But, hey. Hopefully it won't rain ever again. So that'll be great. Um, I'm sure that won't happen. Yeah, the other thing that made me think was I went with some friends to the Steelers playoff game. Man, this is probably about ten years ago. It was a Saturday night game, one of those like NBC deals, and we left the game. So it was a night game, and it was man, it was cold. It was probably like ten degrees that night. We walked across the river in Pittsburgh to try to find our parking place. Well, this guy that I went with. He had a free parking lot that he went to, but he got really mad because he usually went there on a Sunday afternoon game. And we're walking back, and, geez, it was like midnight, and he's like, oh, crap, I think that lot closes 1130. So we're almost sprinting back to the lot, downtown Pittsburgh, going, what are we going to do if we don't have a – I don't even know if we had extra money with us to get a hotel room or something. Uh, we were afraid we were going to have to be – stuck on the streets of Pittsburgh for a night while waiting for that car lock to open. But thankfully we just got there just in time, but that kind of freaked me out. That wasn't good either. So, yeah. So, so brain, that's why I want like next door parking. I'll, I'll park 50 bucks, park me right by the gate so I can get in and gather. So don't, don't say that. Cause the Browns charge 25. when I went to a Browns game, right for right next door parking. So now they're saying, Oh, Chris wants to, Wants to pay fifty? Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> Look at my paycheck. I can't afford it. They're less, uh, this is a focus group now. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. The Browns are like the Haslam's who are, are big fans of the show. Are like, yeah. All right. <laughs> we're gonna get them now. Um, yeah. Well, but it's shocking. I haven't been to Indians game downtown for a while. But man, you can park twenty bucks to walk a couple blocks downtown to the stadium. Uh, man, parking. I'll tell you guys, we want to get another business going. We got to run a parking spot somewhere. Yeah. We, we earn some money. Well, again, this pre-pandemic, like I know downtown Columbus, they charge everybody arm and leg for parking down there when you work there. But, um, you know, there's hardly anybody parking downtown now. So I'm sure you can get parking for free. But once we get post-pandemic, guys, let's open the parking lot or a parking deck. Man, we, we make buku money. It'd be great. Doesn't sound like you guys are in, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a lot of work, but maybe though. I mean, probably a lot. I tend, I tend to wonder though, with 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 the recent, you know, override of the governor's, you know, ability to, you know, produce health orders. Maybe by the time this new crew stadium opens up, maybe they won't even need to worry about talking about thirty percent capacity. Maybe. Maybe by then they'll just be able to have whatever they want. If 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 they want a hundred percent, they can have a hundred percent. If they don't, then they don't. But I don't think there's going to be any restrictions on capacity by July because, you know, by then these this override is going to be in effect. And if they want to, they can say everybody has the ability to do what they want. You can have, you know, no social distancing at restaurants. You can have, you know, a hundred thousand people at a college football stadium if you want. So. Maybe they won't yeah. have to worry about limited capacity by that's, July. That's going to come to a point head point in June, I think, when the law takes effect. So um, 
definitely going to be interesting to see how the team reacts. I mean, because now it's now it puts them in an icky situation from a PR perspective. If right. they allow full capacity, okay, but then you know that that kind of sends mixed signals to fans and and maybe other casual fans to say, do we care about your safety? See, right. I think that's. It's usually businesses usually like, I think, while they might hate the situation, but kind of like to have to hide behind the law to, you know, um, to to say this is why we're enforcing it. So usually some businesses say, screw it, it's not worth it. You come at your own risk. But um, it does become like a bit of a PR issue. But um, that'll be another factor interesting how how much they allow the stadium to get to get full. Well, and the other thing, too, is, you know. The crew, I mean, there's an overhang over the stadium, but it's it's outdoor. So, and, you know, I'm not saying the crew is pro or anti-mask. What do they think is what they think. But you got to look at, too, from a money standpoint. I mean, you know, obviously it's understood why there's a restriction placed on it. But anytime you say, hey, 18%, 30%, whatever, you lose money. And, you know, if they could do 100%, you know, look at the ticket prices, man. You'll make a lot more money that way, but but you're right. There, there is a PR element to it because you don't want to be, you know, have a million people contract COVID just because you have the same 100 percent full either. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how people react. Yeah, I, I definitely say that. So, all right. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting. And Brandon, I if you have an extra ticket, I, I may have to go one time. I want to see what the new stadium's like. We'll have to figure it out. Just look at the weather beforehand and make sure it's not going to rain and it'll be good. I mean, you can take me to the crap game, you know, the game that doesn't have as much interest to others, but let's just make sure there's no rain that night. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll do my best. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Ohio <laughs> forecast. It's no, it says it, it's going to be clear skies and, you know, if it's an afternoon game, sunshine, and if it's a night game, uh, moonlight, but um, or moonshine, I don't know. But um, um, you never know. I mean, they, they'll change their mind at the last minute, and be like, "Nah, tsunami." Um, yeah, people who don't know me out there, they're probably thinking, "What an awful, evil monster!" You know, <laughs> I want to come to the game, but it better not be raining. You know, people are like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's a tyrant!" Actually, actually, here's the fun fact: there's a roof in the new stadium, so yeah. you should be protected more from the elements than we were at the old one. So, no, I'm just unfortunate. It, it was a story to be told that wasn't my favorite one tonight. But I have fun, so I, I'm not a monster. Hey, if if I go to the game. Uh, pick the one that's most ringing. How about that? Look, I'll show you. Sounds good. And, and Craig, man, if this pandemic ever gets over, we need to have like some type of a podcast outing or something. <laughs> I don't know. We may have to go up to Fremont for Craig. I'm not sure. Well, there's that pizza buffet that Craig's promising up at what? Fremont? Yeah, Fort Wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, or maybe we can have that long-awaited meeting of Jim Jordan at the pizza buffet. <laughs> Brandon, I'm right. sure you'll be in for that, right? Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so excited. It'll be good. All right. Well, as always, thanks for checking out the Ohio win. Um, again, as you know, we have segments coming out each day. Um, support us. You might be like, what's in for me? Well, we have contests. 
And at the end of April, uh, the great Hope Interrupted people, uh, the new book that we're partnering with, uh, they're giving away a book. So uh, go to the support section. I'm looking at our anchor page now. Hit support. You can donate a buck, five bucks, or ten bucks. Whatever you donate will give you that many chances to win. And you can win Hope Interrupted. And speaking of Hope Interrupted, I, I'm going to say this before, and we're, we're going to have a commercial at the end. Check out Hope Interrupted. Um, it's a book and a podcast from uh, Byron McCauley and Jennifer Mooney. Check them out. Um, good stuff. Check out the podcast. Buy the book. Lots of great stuff there. Well, thanks for checking us out, and uh, check out another segment of us. Have a great day. <laughs>